Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolute power. Corrupt. Absolutely. Welcome once again to a Sunday edition, September 18th in the year 2016. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. Remember the name. That's all I can ask you to do, remember the name. And this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, the master, and that would be me. Got a great show in store for you today. We too, where they play for pay in the NFL. And week two, one step closer. So that playoff run hopefully can get you into the um, playoffs and to that ultimately to that championship in fantasy football. Got to say like this, people. It's going to be a wild and woolly week two. That's all I got to say. It's going to be wild and woolly week week two. Uh, Duds and Buds is on the agenda. Sleepers, waiver wire pickups. Got an hour and a half. We're sitting here in in the pocket waiting to distribute the ball. I'm your quarterback for the next hour and a half. Got a chat room sitting out there if you'd like to jump in that chat room and ask a question, make a statement or a comment, you can do so as you please. That is your option. You can make that play if you like. But without further ado, let's say this. For your Gronk owners, week two, you don't have them. I'll say it like that. For your Charles, Jamal Charles over. I mean, the owners. Week two, you don't have them. So, both of those players, Gronk, first, second, third round, same with Jamal Charles. 
those big name players, you won't have them. And hopefully you, you've adjusted or you have back su- su- sufficient enough backups that can carry the loot or it's going to be a problem for you this week. But hopefully, 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 I can bring you some ample replacements as we go down each and every one of these games. Constantly getting updates as, as much as I can. And, and as, as I get those updates, I will pass them on to you. Pass them on to you. It is what it is. Let's uh, relax. Like I said, I'm sitting in the pocket here, surveying the field, seeing who I, who I want to get the ball to. So let's let's run this way and see what can happen. <clears throat> let's go to the first game on the. And we go like this. San Francisco at Carolina. Now, shout out to my brother and nephew who are on their way to this game. Day trip, taking one one day to go down there to watch the game and coming right back. And uh, uh, they'll be uh, up close and personal watching this game, Cam, go, go against the uh, San Francisco 49ers who uh, showed up big last week, and uh, I have to question what's going to happen this week. I have to question what's going to happen this week. But a nugget in here for you right off the bat. All right, people. Uh, Carlos Hyde is the starting running back. He, he showed out last week uh, big time with the uh, – scoring twice last week and had 88 yards and 23 carries last week. And uh, but he's going up against a more likely a defense that's pissed off because they lost in their home opener against their uh, I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers and that the defense is Going to show up, meaning Carolina. Hopefully you, someone grabbed Carolina at the defense for their fantasy because this is going to be a hurting feeling for the San Francisco 49ers, unfortunately. Blaine Gabbert, Sean Drone, Carlos Hyde uh, all showed that they had that feeling in San Francisco that that uh, San Francisco uh, feeling last week, it's not going to happen this week. I'd be surprised if Blaine Gabbert gets 200 yards. I really would. Uh, I think that the Carlos Hyde, barely into double digits, and he's not an RB1, even though some people think he is, in my opinion. And I know Carolina got gassed by C.J. Anderson last week. Uh, this is a home opener, and like I said, Carolina's pissed off. It ain't going to happen this week. At best, Carlos Hyde is a flex 
this week. Barely getting into the double digits is what I'm saying about Carlos Hyde. What I do like is two guys in here. One is a, in fact, both of them probably are not on anybody's list. And um, if Blaine Gabbard is going to be anyone effective, um, he's going to use one of these. He's going to use both of these guys. One more than most, one more than the others, but they're going to be used. Now, for those that don't have, and I'm giving you some sleepers and pickups here uh, as we go. Because in the, in the tight end position, which we thought was plentiful for some, for some somewhat, uh, didn't t- turn out too well the first week. But for you Rom Gurkowski fans, this is one of the guys that probably sitting on your waiver wire without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, I believe Blaine Gabbard is going to use this guy quite a bit. I'm talking about Vance McDonald. I know it's a big drop-off from Ron Gronkowski, but you're not going to get anybody like that sitting on the waiver wire. You need a replacement. If you don't have one on your lineup, you need a replacement. This is one of them, Vance McDonald. I'm giving you a sleeper in this also, okay? Because I think this guy is going to slowly emerge. He showed some of it in um, – Last week, uh, some people may have attuned to it. Some people didn't. I'm telling you now, um, this guy can be used as a wide receiver three, four, or even maybe as a flex because I think he's going to get used quite a bit um, for the simple fact is that uh, he needs to get the ball out quick. And... Jeremy Curley. Oh, they only grabbed this guy about a week ago. Well, maybe two weeks now. And he has seven catches for 61 yards. Now, I know Quentin Patton is on there, but um, I like Jeremy Curley. I think he's, he'll be a guy that is going to uh, benefit uh, in that Chip Kelly offense. I think Curley is a real viable sleeper this week. I wouldn't be surprised if he had about seven catches, 50 to 60 yards. Now, I'm not saying he's the number one. I'm not saying he's the number two, but I'm saying he's the wide receiver three, four. And he can can be used if you have, what for whatever reason, in the flex. Let's move over to the other side of the ball where the the no-brainers, it's Cam Newton is starting. That's a no-brainer. All the all the uh, hoopla, all uh, the brouhaha that was taking place, all the hits that Cam accumulated in that game against Denver last week. Cam is Cam. Cam is okay. No uh, residual effect from what happened last week, and he's going to be doing his thing. So quite naturally, it's a no-brainer you play Cam Newton in this game. Jonathan Stewart was dealing with an ankle issue. Um, and he's still the number one running back in this offense. He may not be a number one running back in fantasy, 
But this is still a running offense. He gets the biggest part of the rushing load. He's the second busiest rusher behind Cam Newton. I mean, uh, um, I mean, he's the first, he's the number one rusher. Let me put it that way. Cam Newton is number two, so you pay him. Quite naturally, Calvin Benjamin owners to who, and I know some of them who set Calvin ben- Benjamin on the bench. Not going to do it this week, and. For a very good reason, besides what you saw Calvin Benjamin did to that vaunted Denver defense. Now, this is a considerably step below that against in San Francisco, against San Francisco. So Calvin Benjamin is definitely, you got to play him. No-brainer. And, quite naturally, you play Greg Olson. In my opinion, the... Right behind, and to me it's close, right behind Rob Gronkowski as the top um, tight end in, in the NFL and in fantasy. Some people may argue with me that it's Jordan Reed. I like Greg Olson. Never missed a game. Jordan Reed, uh, I wouldn't say he's Mr. Brittle, but he's more success, uh, uh, likely to miss games versus Greg uh, Olson, who never misses games. All right. Let's move on to the next game on the docket. And that would be. Hold on a minute. Let me just get myself situated, people. Uh, bear with me for a minute. That is it would be the. Uh, come on, computer. The Dallas Cowboys and their hated rivals and their home opener in the uh, nation's capital. We're talking about the Washington Redskins playing the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, people, I don't pick winners and losers here. I just pick who I like in fantasy. All right. In... uh, on the Dallas side, uh, you, you got to play Zeke Elliott. Um, he ran 20 times for 51 yards. Quite naturally, they had a rookie quarterback, and a, and a, a Giants loaded up the box, so Zeke couldn't do his thing. But I, I, I got to believe that the uh, Washington defense is uh, weaker than the – well, I don't say weaker, but – Washington defense is uh, probably weaker in, on the run side to the uh, New York Giants. And I'm, I expect Zeke to get um, about 60, 70, 80 yards um, and, and, and a score. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks one in the nation's capital because they're going to rely heavily on, on the run game. I can't see a reason why they wouldn't even though I think they can be effective in the past game. Now, for those who weren't watching the game, uh, Cole Beasley is a pickup here. Cole Beasley is one of the um, go-to guys for Dak Prescott. 
And quite naturally, you got to play Des Bryant because he's a big play receiver. He's an X factor waiting to happen. You got to play Des. I mean, I, I understand that it is not. Uh, it's a rookie quarterback, and the numbers drop dramatically when Crony Romo is not in t- in the, in the quarterback position for the Dallas Cowboys. But Des Bryant's Des Bryant, and sooner or later this rookie's going to figure it out. And you want to be on the positive side of that and not have Des Bryant sitting on the bench. So Des Bryant's in your lineup. And also, the other go-to guy that seemed like Dak Prescott was going to, and I always said this before, and I keep saying it, I'll keep hammering, hammering to all of you listening and understand what I'm saying. The best friend of a young quarterback, especially a rookie, is the tight end. Short fire throw in the middle of the field. Most of them, in fact, the majority of them are big targets. And it's a safe throw in the middle of the field. And Jason Witten's going to have a, a good game against a, a, a team like the Washington Redskins that is in the middle of the pack defending against the tight end. Let's move over to the other side of the, of the ball, other side of the field, I should say. Kirk Cousins. Now, I have Kirk Cousins in one of my league as my starting quarterback, and uh, I, I don't have n- no hesitation about putting Kirk Cousins in that, in that position. Uh, because in this game, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys are 21st against preventing fantasy points against the uh, quarterback position. And I like Kirk Cousins to get over 250 yards and a couple touchdowns. Don't like the running game. It was non-existent last week, and it's still, still going to be non-existent this week. In the Jay Gruden offense, it's all an aerial attack. And the aerial attack is going to benefit, the ones that's going to benefit from that are um, Deshaun Jackson. Hopefully you have him in your lineup. He's a wide receiver too. And with, with definitely potential to, to get wide receiver, number, wide receiver one numbers like the Dallas Cowboys, who are 20th against preventing points in, in, in the um, wide receiver position. And I like, quite naturally, I talked about him earlier, um, previously, in the last game, Jordan Reed. As long as he's healthy, he is a hard cover, and he is definitely a tight end one. He's going to get visited into the end zone, without a shadow of a doubt. All right, let's move on to the uh, next game on the docket, and that would be a game that 60, 60% chance of rain. Tyler Eifert is no longer, excuse me, is not going to play in this game. He's out again. Marcus Wheaton is expected to play. Uh, and don't know if he's going to be a full go or he's going to be on a snap count. But this is his first game of the season. He, he didn't play last last week. But this is a two-chin-strap game. These two teams, uh, like we talked about, if you listened to the show yesterday, do not like each other. And there's going to be a lot of bad blood on the field and a lot of bloodshed on the field and a lot of bad blood. And um, there should be some decent fantasy goodness in here. Um. because you got two of the best wide receivers in the game on either team playing. 
you have uh, uh, a very a very good running attack, even though it didn't show on the Cincinnati side. So it's, this should be very interesting. So let's go to the Andy Dalton side, who's visiting uh, in in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's number uh, is twelfth, preventing fantasy points uh, from the quarterback position. Seventh in the running back position, twenty second and twenty uh, and twenty sixth in the wide receiver and tight end position, respectively. So where do you think? Even though you have to run the ball, and 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 Pittsburgh is um, good to get very good against the run. Where do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do? They're going to try to throw the ball. I, I know they're going to try to run it, but their strength against this Pittsburgh defense is passing the football. So AJ Green, owners, I know if you had, you, I know you had him in his lineup last week. This is a no-brainer. Put him in your lineup this week. Um, As in the running game, you got Giovanni Bernard, who is the um, change of pace back, who would probably be more effective because he can catch the ball out of the backfield a lot better than Jeremy Hill. And... uh, But he's... uh, I know some 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 owners who have him in the lineup. I'm not I'm not one of them. Uh, I'm not a big Giovanni Bernard fan, especially when he's in a timeshare with uh, Jeremy Hill. You never know who's going to um, get the bulk of the work or get the fantasy points. I should say. Uh, use him at your own peril. I mean, if you if if at last resort, you use him at a flex, but you should have other, uh, other options that are going to benefit you because I don't think he's going to do that well. I don't think either of these running backs, especially uh, it, they're going to be used, uh, both be used, that uh, you're going to get any kind of viable fantasy points. I think it's all in the passing game, and it's only the two wide receivers in Brandon LaFell and A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd, uh, I got to see more from the rookie. Uh, and uh, their t- tight end replacement, who's – Uzuma, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is, is um, very vulnerable against the uh, 26 against the tight end. So he may be, he may be a seven, eight, nine points, something like that. Um, I'd be surprised if he gets any more, anything more than that. On the other side of the ball, come on. Do I have to tell you to play Ben Roethlisberger? Do I have to tell you to play D'Angelo Williams, who is the oldest running back in the NFL and still balling out? You saw what he did last week. 26 carries, two touchdowns on 143 yards. And he had six receptions for 28 yards. He balled out at 33. Uh, he's got the fountain of youth. Uh, they use him well in this system in Pittsburgh, and he takes full advantage. Remember, D'Angelo Williams is is an effective runner for two to three. After this week, two more weeks at the most. Le'Veon Bell, come, it, it, his, his last game of suspension is week three. He'll be back in week four. And D'Angelo Williams goes back to a 
very good handcuff. But the emphasis is here. The best wide receiver, and I've been talking about this guy for two to three seasons. Thankfully, he got his due last season. I talked about him several seasons ago, and, and, and I have to pat myself on the back because I, I before anybody else, and I've been saying this on the program, three, two, two, two seasons ago, before he blew up last year, that he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. I, I, I said this guy was going to ball out, and last season he proved me right. The season before that, he was, he was he's on the money. And he just gotten better each season. I'm talking about Antonio Brown. Now you got Eli Rogers in the slot. I'm telling you, people, this is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, I know Marcus Wheaton is back, but Eli Rogers is in the slot. Sammy Coach is going to take a back seat. Uh, it's going to be between Sammy Coach and Marcus Wheaton. They're going to be on the outside, along with Antonio Brown on the other on the outside, and Eli Rogers in the slot. Tough covers. Eli Rogers is, is, is a definite play today in the flex position. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, you could absolutely move him into wide receiver two company. That's how I feel about that. Skip over wide receiver three, four, because he's going he's to get his touches in this game. And if you are, this is another guy I'm going to give you that can take the place of Gronkowski if uh, – oh, not if, because Gronkowski is Jesse James. And he's on a lot of waiver wires sitting there waiting for you to pluck him up and reap the rewards of four catches, 20 to 30 yards, and a score. And you'll be patting yourself on the back, and you say, thank you, JT, for that nugget of information when he does what he does in this game. The Cincinnati Bengals. I know they're number two against defending points against the tight end position, but I think Vontae Burfecht is not going to be there. Um, and I, I do believe this is going to be an aerial attack for the most part. Other than D'Angelo Williams, these two teams are going to put up some points and – May the better man win. All right, let's move on to the next game, which is going to be the uh, – oh, talking about put-up points. Man, that was a great segue, Jerry. That was a great segue. Talking about put-up points. These two teams last year accounted for 101 points last year, 52 to 49. You remember that score? That was a score in, in, in New Orleans when the Giants visited and the Giants – Lost that game, 52 to 49. And now they're playing in um, MetLife Stadium in, in, in uh, Jersey. What do you think going to happen? Drew Brees, without a shadow of a doubt, over, throws over 300 yards and at least three touchdowns. Without a shadow of a doubt, I think Mark Ingram shows up this game. And... Uh, I think he's a RB2, in my, in my opinion. RB2. Brandon Cooks, come on. He's wide receiver one right now. I mean, I understand that one of his, the, what he did last week, 
the majority of his yardage of his 143 yards were uh, in one play, which was 80 yards. And, and he had two touchdowns, and that was one of them. But speed kills, and Brandon Cooks got speed, along with Willie Sneed, who I think is going to have is uh, quickly emerging as a wide receiver too. But he's definitely a flex in here. He's going to get his it touches, and he's definitely going. In fact, he may get more touches than than um, Brandon Cooks. Because all the attention is going to be on Brandon Cooks. But both these guys got a ton of speed. And they got a pill thrower of Drew Brees caliber to get him the football. Kobe Flinner, uh, I know the Giants are 29th in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. But I think Kobe Flinner is not yet viable yet. You can hold out hope. But I'm not sure about that, and I couldn't I couldn't uh, give that to you. You may even have a Michael Thomas sighting, but he's a rookie. He's inconsistent, and I can't uh, guarantee that that's going to happen. He's going to get some, some touches. He's going to get some opportunities. Uh, and uh, he it may mount to, to double digits, five or six catches. Um, 50 to 60 yards. But the two go-to guys, I know Drew Brees like to distribute the ball, are Willie Sneed and Brandon Cooks. On the other side of the ball, Eli, you you going against the worst defense, or one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Rob, Rob Ryan's not there, and it's still bad. Jameis Winston, not Jameis Winston, um, Derek Carr look all-world against this defense. What, and what makes you think that uh, Eli Manning with the uh, uh, attack that the Giants have on the offense can't do the same thing? Rashad Jennings against this defense? Come on. He's a must play. He's a must play. You, you understand what I'm saying? If I don't know what, what alternative you have, but Rashad Jennings needs to be in your lineup if you have him on your, on, on, on your roster. Odell Beckham didn't get a touchdown last week. You know, that's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard, one Wiley veteran, one rookie that's playing like a veteran and only is in his first game against a defense that can't stop paper. I think they all visit the end zone. They all visit the end zone. Victor Cruz or Sterling Shepard is a flex Wire with three, four, any, uh, maybe a flex, in my opinion, in this game. All hands on deck in the Giants' offense. All right, let's move on to the next game, 1 o'clock game. The exact opposite in this game. You got the Miami Dolphins visiting the New England Patriots. No um, Tom Brady. Aaron Foster is going to be playing. He's going to be starting. And uh, for those Arian Foster owners, sooner or later, Arian Foster is going to get hurt. Um, 
we had a second-year player that pouted because he thought he had the job, and, and an, a, a veteran came in. They got him off. Uh, a veteran free agent came in and became the starter, and he pouted, and uh, the team, Miami Dolphins, I'm talking about Jay Ajay, didn't take too kindly to that, and put him in the corner. Well, I think he learned his lesson. He's expected to play today. He's active, and along with Devontae Parker. Um. Like I said before, I told you before, uh, Rob Gronkowski is a game-time decision, but it looks like he won't go. So you got to keep an eye on that. And I'm trying to uh, gather as much information as I can to see if he's going to play or not. But you have to make contingency – have have a contingency plan if he doesn't play. Martellus Bennett didn't do too much last week. And uh, I would have to think that whatever role he had last week is the same role that he's going to probably uh, have this week. So let's talk about the uh, Miami Dolphins playing in New England. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. And uh, and uh, threw for over 300 yards, even though he didn't throw for a touchdown in uh, New England last year. Uh, I don't think he throws for 250 in this game, even though I think they're going to be from behind and they're going to have to throw the ball. Um, New England is a... Middle of the pack uh, in preventing fantasy points against the uh, uh, running back position, quarterback position, their weakness is, is defending the wide receiver position. That's why I think that Jarvis Landry is going to quite naturally be a good play for you today. Um, and that's probably the only one uh, besides Arian Foster, who's RB2 in this, to play. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo is taking one more step, uh, one more week because Tom Brady's still serving that four-game suspension. Suspension. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo and his offense throws for about 250 yards, 260, somewhere at that around there, and throws for a couple touchdowns. Um, I think LeGarrette Blunt's going to be able to. Now, they got a stiff front. Miami's got a very stiff front. Uh, and they got they're, they're middle of the pack in preventing fantasy points uh, against the running back and quarterback position. Uh, and just like New England, they're weaker against the wide receivers than they are uh, against the other two positions I named. So I think the um, the Garrett Blunt, he's a thumper. Uh, he's going to have to be against that big offense, a big defensive line against of uh, the Miami Dolphins. But they're going to try to run the ball. They just, they try they ran the ball a lot last week um, against that Denver defense, and I think they're going to try to do the same thing. I'm um, excuse me against that um, 
Arizona defense. I'm talking about New England. And I think they're going to do the same thing here. So I like LeGarrette Blunt in this game. Uh, maybe an RB2. Uh, he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. He's, he's strictly a, a uh, one-trick pony in running the football. So that's what he's going to do. Who I do like, and it seems like uh, I think uh, just like Tom Brady, this offense fits Julian Edelman um, to a T. As long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be throwing the football. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be throwing the football to Julian Edelman. Uh, seven catches, probably hit close to the century mark, and I think he gets a visit into the, t- into the end zone. Now, they, they, Chris, Chris Hogan got behind the defense in, in Arizona. I don't think that's going to happen here. I think the Martell, they're going to use Martellus Bennett as a viable weapon here. Because the simple fact is uh, he's an athlete, and that this offense is <clears throat> favorable, favorable to the tight end position. And I think they're going to have to use Martellus Bennett. I tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you it again. Favorite friend of a young quarterback, whether it be second, thirty year, or, or whatever, or inexperienced quarterback. Let me put it that way: quarterback with safest throw is in the middle of the field, and most times that's to the tight end. And I think Martellus Bennett gets into the end zone, three, three or four catches. Uh, 30, 40 yards, somewhere around there, and it trip into the end zone, which is good. I mean, it's a good, good replacement for, for Gronk. Gronk doesn't play. You're looking for alternatives that's going to give you some decent numbers. Maybe not Gronk-type numbers, but something that, that can um, ease the pain, I should say. Put a bandage on it for at least one week. All right, let's move on to the next game, and that would be my vaunted with another game home before they go on the road. I think they go on the road next week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a return to, I would say return to glory, but this is a revenge game. Let me put it that way. The Kansas City Chiefs comes visiting the Houston Texans, just like they did last year, and shut out the Houston Texans. Um, they come and visit the Houston Texans this, this, this week. Without Jamal Charles, not expected to play. More than likely, he'll. I'm hearing news that he, he more than likely he'll play on um, next week. Uh, and I have to question that he was playing. He was he was practicing with the practice squad this past week. Uh, you got to look look and see what happens in the practice uh, reports and injury reports. Um, coming out of after this game. But for now, Spencer Ware would carry the load. And I think he's going to be uh, effective in carrying the load in in this game. Um, uh, I I would think that the Houston Texans have more weapons in this game. Let's talk to Kansas City first. I think Alex Smith throws for over 200 yards and a, and a touchdown in this game. It's going to be a very extremely competitive game because these these two defenses have uh, are comparable. They're, the two defenses are comparable. Um, uh, where, where I think this game is going to be won 
on who makes the most plays on the offense and not the defense. I think the defense last week, last season, um, was a difference against uh, the Houston Texans. I think um, in this, it's going to be uh, on the offense side of the ball because the defenses are going to um, uh, are, are comparable. So the offense has got to really carry the day here. And uh, I think Spencer Ware is going to be used in the passing game. He 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 was used in the passing game in a big time. He had 11, 11 carries for 70, 70 yards in the touchdown last, last week. But he also had uh, seven receptions for 129 yards. So they were using him Jamal Charles-like. And that's the type of back he is. And I think they're going to try to do the same thing. Uh, I think he gets his 70 yards. I think he gets a touchdown. I think he gets four or five catches in a 40 to 50-yard range. And have a good fantasy day. Uh, Jeremy Macklin uh, is the is go to for um, the Alex Smith, Houston's 18th against the wide receiver permission. Excuse me, against the wide receiver permission position in preventing fantasy points. So they're the middle of the pack, give or take. All right, we got a call on the line. I missed him, but I, let me pick him up for now. It happens to be Mikel, who's a, a longtime caller into this program. What's up, my man? How you feel? Sorry if it took so long. Nah, what's up, bro? How are you? Uh, not bad, not bad, not bad. Hi, uh, you, you enjoying your? Uh, oh, no, I wouldn't say you enjoying it, but um, you're watching <laughs> Redskins. You're watching Redskins, man. Um, I'm picking them to win this oh, game. My. I'm picking him to win why. this game. I'm picking him to win why. this game, man. I got a I feeling. I, I'm, I don't know I got why a you're picking this team. I don't know why you're picking this team. This guy can't coach. This Ooh, guy okay. absolutely can't coach. And he don't have no scapegoats this year. No scapegoats. He absolutely can't coach at all. This quarterback. He's a backup quarterback, a very good backup quarterback. He done demonstrated to you exactly what the critics been saying. He cannot get the ball downfield. He can only throw the ball across the middle to Jordan Reed. I, I, the running game is ridiculously terrible. This guy that's running the ball that they got now, he cannot, he cannot hold the football. He's a fumbler. He, they can't even keep him healthy every time he get hit. I, I, I don't know why. Like, like I don't know why you picking this team. I don't know why all this <laughs> momentum is around this team. I, I really don't see it. I'm like, I mean, I'm re- I'm really had to like reevaluate my eyesight because I'm just like looking at this team and I don't see it. Okay. I don't see it. Okay. And it's supposed to be my mom. Yeah, that's right. I don't see it, bro. That's right. Hey, it. on the program yesterday with Victor, he uh, he picked he he picked Dallas, and I was surprised about that. I'm wow, so wow. He picked that, I'm, I'm and I'm the one to pick Washington, and usually it's the other way around. But I I, I just have a feeling uh, this weekend that uh, your, your your boys are going to uh, come together and and pull off a, a mild upset. But I mean. The- the players could come together, but this coach, he can't coach. 
his situational awareness is horrendous. Horrendous, bruh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's situation at the situation. I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, this guy can't coach. He can't coach. I'm so done with him. Okay. All right, so right now I'm talking in fantasy, and, and I'm talking about the Houston Texans. Ironically, I'm talking about the Houston Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't pick winners and losers. I just pick uh, uh, who I like in a fantasy. So I just got finished talking about – did I – Hold on a minute here. I just got finished talking about uh, Jeremy Macklin. Like, like Jeremy Macklin in his game, uh, Houston, um, one of the weaknesses is uh, uh, against the uh, – and it's been been like that for uh, three or four years. The, one of the weaknesses against the uh, wide receiver um, in the back end. And uh, I think that the um, Jeremy Macklin – and uh, who the guy who torched them like crazy last last year in um, Travis Kelsey are, are good fantasy plays this week. On the other side of the ball, uh, I got Brock Osweiler going up against that Kansas City defense. Uh, he's I think he saw him last year, if I'm not mistaken, um, and I, I think he throws it for about 250 yards. Uh, he, in my opinion, he's not a starter this week, um, but the, the running back. Who I really like a, a, a lot, who used them a lot. They gave him 25, 28 carries last week, 20, 32 touches, ran over four over 100 yards, um, dabbed a little bit in the uh, um, reception area with only four receptions for 11 yards. Lamar Miller, I really like him. And I, I know the back end with uh, um, Marcus Peters and Eric Berry are, are really stiff, really stiff in the back end. Uh, and I, but I think DeAndre Hopkins can take uh, um, advantage of that. He's a big time um, wide receiver one. But this kid coming out of the Golden Dome, a Golden Domer, uh, who's got a ton of speed and who showed out in his first game against the uh, Chicago Bears, um, this is going to be a good test for him because this is a, this is a very good back end defense. Uh, that he's going against, but in my opinion, speed kills, and this kid's got a lot of sp- speed, and I'm talking about Will Fuller, and I like Will Fuller a lot in this game. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of attention to uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, uh, lowly, lowly and beholdly that uh, Will Fuller is going to get that nice nice uh, 80 yards, uh, five or six catches, and a trip into the uh, uh, friend zone, uh, the end zone in Houston. Uh, What's your thought before we move on? The Chiefs and your and your mob, the Texans. Oh my goodness! Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I, I happened really, last. I know what happened last year, man. I was sick. <laughs> yeah, but Jamal Charles shouldn't be there, though, right? Like Jamal said, Charles is not playing, but but he but his backup is, is, is it can ball out. So they don't, they really don't I skip don't a beat. Know, man. They really don't skip a beat. I don't know. I don't know. Andy Reid got a lot to prove this year. Did they win that game last week? I didn't pay yeah, attention. They, they came back from, from San Diego. They came back. They were playing at home against San Diego, who's probably one of the worst teams in, in the league, supposedly, but it was a division rival. And they had to come back big time. Like They were losing that game like 25-3 to three or some crazy, uh, some crazy score, and they eventually pulled it out. But um, that's against a team that, didn't have not the defense is not that good and the offense 
lost one one of their best players in Keenan Allen last week, and they still uh, gave him a run for their money against a team, in my opinion, that's playing home, got a better offense, and definitely got a better defense. Um, I like my chances. So I don't know, bruh. Yeah, I know. Y'all been I gambling know. for a minute with no quarterback, man. Y'all been gambling for a minute. No, I think we got a quarterback, no quarterback now. I mean, he just got to grow into the position. So? But yeah, yeah, I think we got a quarterback now. He just – I mean, that was his first game out of the out of the boat. Uh, and uh, uh, he showed all right. And I, with, the, with the weapons he has him has around him, um, he has no excuse. I mean, he's got a good good coach, good quarterback supposedly quarterback guru, Coach Tom Brady, and, and if, even if you're on our staff and, and you were able to yell at Tom Brady at times, uh, you got to have some um, street cred. So he's he, he got a good coach coaching him. Um, he's got uh, a damn good defense, and, and he's got a ton of weapons now, young and, and experienced defense, I mean, young experienced players, uh, running back, wide receivers, and, and, and I can't see a reason why he can't be successful in that. Anyway, let's move on to the next game we got sitting out here, which can be a very interesting game. And, and, and not surprising, but um, uh, surpri- let me put it this way. It's, not, it's surprising, but it's not surprising. And the fact is, I knew these guys were going to score a lot of points, but I didn't realize how explosive this offense can be. I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans versus the Detroit Lions, and I'm talking about Detroit Lions playing their home opener. Um, and with the uh, Jim Bob Cooter as the offensive coordinator, uh, Matthew Stafford and, he, and and Jim Bob have formed a, a, a uh, inseparable couple. Let me put it that way. It seems like they, they fell in, into each other's arms and, and it's a comfortable fit for both. Uh, I'm going to talk on Tennessee cut side of the ball first. Kendall Wright's not going to be playing. He's out again this week. Um, so the guys to key on on this are besides the two running backs in De- Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray, who's the number one, uh, who I think can, can get uh, some yardage, uh, 60, 70 yards in here and, and a touchdown and also be used in the, in the uh, passing game. Uh, I like the um, Tajay Sharp. And, and if you notice, there's a, there's a trend um, this year that um, – there's going to be some wide receivers out there that didn't come with some hype. It's some that came with mild hype that are going to be um, uh, showing out uh, for, simply because of team need and simply because of uh, their ability, which may have been misjudged um, in the draft, but it's going to come out. Tajay Sharp is, happens to have been forming a very good relationship with uh, Marcus Mariota. And in this game, uh, I think it's going to benefit him uh, and Mariota because I think they're going to have to put up points to stay with the Detroit Lions, especially um, Detroit, Detroit Lions at home, who play very well at home. Um, so I like Tarjay Sharp here. I think he's a flex position, uh, maybe a, a three, four, somewhere around there. Uh, they didn't do it last week, but they're going to definitely do it this week get Delaney Walker, who's one of the best tight ends in football involved, best friend. He was the leading receiver. Now, how often do you see that? The leading receiver in, in receptions in, on a team last year with over 100 receptions uh, from Delaney Walker. Um, 
young quarterback. I keep saying a young quarterback uh, in Marcus Mariota, who the rookie last year. Um, best friend is a tight end, especially a capable tight end that can get open and, and a nice safe throw in the middle of the field. And he's going to be doing the same thing with Delaney Walker this year, this week. Uh, it's it's a no brainer for me. On the other side of the ball, uh, this is going to be a top five quarterback this this year, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I think he threw for forty over forty five hundred yards last year. Uh, I think he threw for over six he threw over six hundred passes last year, and I think he's going to be doing the same thing this year. I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. He's definitely going to be throwing for over three hundred yards this this uh, this, uh, this week. A couple touchdowns. One of those touchdowns goes to Golden Tate. The other one I do believe goes to Marvin Jones, who moved over from Cincinnati, uh, who had uh, the majority of the targets last last week. Um, he had a team high ten targets. He only had four catches, but targets equal opportunities. And if you're able to, to get targeted that much um, against the uh, away in Indianapolis, now you're playing at home. You're more comfortable. Uh, I, I I like. Um, Besides Golden Tate, I like uh, Marvin Jones to visit the end zone also. And also, um, most a lot of teams, and I don't know why this is, but a lot of teams that are, they have a tight end that is their, one of their best weapons. When they play on defense, that's their weakness. One of the weaknesses is defending against a tight end. And I, I don't know why that is. I mean, they, they practice against a big-time tight end each each. Um, each week uh, from, from OTAs and um, off-season programs and, and, and uh, um, training camp. But one of their weaknesses is, is defending against a tight end. And I think that the Tennessee Titans' weakness is defending against tight end. So I like Eric Ebron as a Rob Gronkowski replacement if Gronkowski, who's a game-time decision, is not going to play. What's your thoughts, man, before we move on? Oh, I'm leaving that alone, bro. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. Okay. Well, you know what? I know this one thing that you don't want to leave alone in this next game. Uh, and this is right in your area, but they're not. They're in Ohio this week. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Cleveland Downs, I should say. Uh, because as bad as they looked last, last week, um, this is uh, – they're playing uh, the Baltimore Ravens, which we, which uh, uh, used to be the old Cleveland Browns, now moved on to be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and uh, Joe Flacco. Now, I am a, not a big Joe Flacco fan. Most people know that. Um, and, and you never know what you're going to get with Joe Flacco. I mean, with the ideal matchup of going, going against the Cleveland Browns, that are um, 20th against preventing fantasy points against the uh, 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 quarterback position, 19th against the running back, and 25th against the wide receiver, and, and, and 24th against the tight end. You think that the Baltimore Ravens with um, Joe Flacco, Kamar Aiken, Steve Smith, Mike Wallace, and Dennis Pitta, they should all have good days. But it all keys on the running, um, all keys on the quarterback getting the football to those players that I just named. Now I think that Mike Wallace uh, fits into what uh, Joe Flacco and, and takes the place of Torrey Smith and Mike Wallace, and, and I think that uh, they've uh, they clicked on the first week 
Let's see if they can do it this week. I think they can. Uh, Mike Wallace is a a flex, maybe wide receiver three, four, somewhere around there. He's definitely not a two because I couldn't trust him on that because it's Mike Wallace. He only knows, in my opinion, one route, and that's the nine route. Um, Steve Smith, he's still coming back from a horrible Achilles uh, injury. You don't know how much Steve Smith has in a, has in a tank uh, up until this point. Uh, and believe it or not, and, and I can't believe this guy hasn't retired all the uh, health problems, just like Victor Cruz, all the health problems he's had um, through the last two seasons that he's still, now he's back out on the field and had a decent, decent, not a real good day, but he had a decent day of uh, uh, four catches for 39 yards. I'm talking about Dennis Pitta, who uh, uh, on and off the field is a good friend of um, uh, Joe Flacco. I think uh, Dennis Pitta gets into this, to this mix also. And he's another viable alternative to a Rob Gronkowski because uh, uh, Cleveland uh, doesn't play the tight end. I just gave you the, the, the numbers. Doesn't play the tight end well. And, and uh, if Dennis Pitta is um, healthy, which he is because he's on the field, Joe Flacco is going to find him. So I do like Joe Flacco. Uh, maybe in, in uh, this is probably one of the only weeks I really like Joe Flacco if you don't have a viable quarterback with which with a lot of quarterbacks that aren't hurt other than Tony Romo. Um, you may not want to play Joe Flacco unless it's a two quarterback league. Um, but I do like the um, guys that I had in the passing game, Steve Smith. Um, I would put him in a flex. I really wouldn't trust him as a wide receiver one or a two, definitely not a one and, and questionable on a two, three, four flex somewhere around there. Mike Wallace, the same thing. Um, and, and, and Kamari, you got a lot of weapons, and, and it, it, it's going to be a – should be an easy game for the um, Baltimore Ravens. On the other side, Josh McGowan has taken over for another hurt, uh, Robert Griffin III. And uh, um, uh, Hugh Jackson said he's going to get Isaiah Crowell more involved in the offense. So Isaiah Crowell, I think, is going to be able to run, even though Baltimore is very stiff. Uh, uh, they're number eight in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Number one against the quarterback, number one against the wide receiver. So what's that telling you? Uh, there's not too much I want to play on the Cleveland side, other than maybe the running back. And that's a Hail Mary if you don't have a viable running back. Uh, and I'm talking about Isaiah Crowell. Uh, I would think Duke Johnson in PPR would be more effective because that's the type of um, running back he is. He's more of a catching running back, even though he can run the football. He's more a running, uh, uh, receiving uh, running back than a um, uh, actually just a running, uh, just a running back. Uh, but other than that, oh, you know what? I, I take that back because uh, he was a no-show with Robert Griffin III. He's a best friend of Josh McGowan. And it's been proven out last year because he broke out last year. And I'm talking about Gary Barnage. So Gary Barnage is going to have, should have a good day, even though the um, Ravens uh, are 10th against preventing fantasy points uh, in the uh, tight end position. But uh, targets equal opportunities. And Josh McGowan is going to get the ball to Gary Barnage. All right. I know you don't want to touch that, do you? No, I don't understand why you don't like uh, my man Flacco, man. I'm not a Flacco fan, man. 
Uh, he just doesn't seem uh, like a smart quarterback to me. Oh no, nah, man! I I I like Flacco. Really? I mean, he's definitely yeah, he's definitely better. He's the definitely uh, the best quarterback in this area, bruh. <laughs> he's definitely the best quarterback in the state of Maryland. Bruh. Okay. Okay. I mean, seriously, but uh, no, nah, I mean, uh, he he he's not elite. He's not an elite quarterback. Uh, I, I get that, but he's serviceable. I don't mm-hmm. think, yeah, I, I don't think he's worth that contract. But no. you know, you gotta pay. You gotta, you gotta pay to play now. You know. Yep. Yep. But um, I am just uh, right now. I'm gonna go ahead and put the put out the grave site and the grave sign <laughs> for Robert Griffin and his career. Yeah. I'm done. It's all over. That was just one of the dumbest hits. I have ever seen in my life. Uh, we could just go ahead and stick a fork in him. He's done, yeah, totally. He, 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 I don't. I don't understand that man. He he uh, uh, he reverted back to 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 his old ways. He's not a freaking uh, two fifty two and thirty four pound running back. What I mean? Come on, man. Uh, no, he's not. I mean, that he, that he made no sense. No, no sense at all. I'm just done with him. Just go ahead and stick a fork in him. And the reason, you know, and I'm really mad because uh, it, it, it validates this dumb coach up here. But, yeah. you know, this, this coach up here is just, like, I, I just can't even put it into words how, how much I just have disdain for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is just another thing that just blows me about it. But the Browns, I mean, just watching them, Yo, they had no chance even with even with him playing. They didn't have a chance. I I'm, I was looking at them. I was watching some of those plays. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Hugh, what are you doing?" I was like, "Slim, just run the ball. They got nothing else. Just run the ball." Yeah. That's all you can do. Just run the ball. Go ahead, you know, stick up a minor white flag, but don't make your team look like you know, like like they not even competitive. Like they not even supposed to be on the field. Right. Some they didn't even look like they were supposed to be on the field, man. I mean, they had what they had uh, uh, botched. What was that? A botched uh, fourth down play and a botched uh, fake kick or something. I don't, I was like, what are they doing? Oh, yeah, you know, know, they had a. Uh, they did a. It was a shotgun. It was, with, it, was a, it was a shotgun. It was a shotgun. He, the, 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 yeah. the snapper, snapper, Robert Griffin was in the, was in the shotgun, and the kicker, uh, the, the kicker, the uh, snapper snapped it over his shoulder. It turned oh out to be God. a safety. Turned out to be a safety. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah that was bad. <clears throat> man, you know that's yeah, that's you... why that that's why I like you calling it, man. You know what? Because you you helped me. You know you you helped me bring in another segue and, and look like they shouldn't have been on the field. And the and game I'm going to bring up, which is a 4 o'clock game, is the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, talking about another team that shouldn't have been on the field and looked like they, they, they weren't fielding a professional football team and were featured on hard knocks. Um, they're going up against the uh, uh, perennial, one of the perennial powers in the uh, NFC West. Uh, but I have to admit, L.A. gives uh, the Seahaw- uh, Seahawks a run for the money every time they play them. 
the last couple of seasons, regardless if they've had a running back or uh, quarterback problems or wide receiver issues, they've always, for whatever reason, I know the defense is vaunted, but the defense didn't look too well against San Francisco last week. Um, they give Seattle and yeah. Russell Wilson fits. And um, I can't see a reason, even though they're playing, they're playing their home opener. I'm talking about L.A. Playing their home opener, and L.A. fans are looking for better results um, than what they showed in San Francisco last week. Uh, Russell Wilson is dealing with a uh, severe ankle injury, even though they said he is going to be playing. Um, I think he's going to stay in the pocket more. Uh, Seattle doesn't have that well of a offensive line. That's why you see Russell Wilson moving around a lot in the pocket because of that. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to play out, but I think Wilson's going to get at least one touchdown pass. Quite naturally, he's not going to rush for that many yards, um, in my opinion. Uh, and probably throw for about 250, 260 yards. Uh, they have a running back by committee. Even though Thomas Rawls is going to be the, the starter, uh, Christian Michaels has grown up. Christian Michaels has shown out in the um, uh, preseason that uh, he deserves to get uh, a piece of the action in the running game. And, he, and, and, I, and I think that's going to happen. I think both these guys in the run game are going to combine for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think each one of these guys gets into the end zone. Um, in my opinion, these guys are ooh, ooh, ooh. maybe if you want to put them in a flex position or something like that. Um, they're not are definitely not an RB one because they're going to be sharing the football for the most part, and and RB two is on on the borderline. Dreaded the dreaded running back com- by committee gives you that, and that's why I can't really put one of these guys in RB one or RB two position. Uh, Russell Wilson likes throwing to Doug Baldwin. Um, I think that that's his most reliable receiver. He's he's a flex guy, um, maybe. Maybe a wide receiver three, but Doug Baldwin is going to be get get the pill, uh, and then Tyler Lockett is their big is the one the other big play wide receiver. Now I know they're going to get Jimmy Graham involved in in the uh, in the action. The uh, I think they're going to ease him in from that uh, patella tendon that he had uh, injury, and, and um, it takes a while for somebody to come back from that. Just look at Victor Cruz. Uh, on the other side of the ball, now I've drafted this guy number one in a few of my leagues, and he disappointed, just like AP disappointed uh, in the first game. But I think uh, uh, he'll make amends to a point uh, this this week. I'm talking about Todd Gurley. Uh, I think he gets close to 100 combined yards. That means catching the football out of the backfield and uh, running the football. Uh, a trip into the end zone. I like to think so. Uh, Seattle usually has problems with big backs, big backs that, uh, and uh, um, Todd Gurley is a big back, uh, believe it or not. Uh, and I, um, they're playing at home. They're going to be jacked up and also try to put out a better showing that they had last week. Um, their, their quarterback, forget it. Uh, Case Keenum is not going to be um, the quarterback for long. Let me put it that way. I do believe if there's any um, um, uh, light at the end of the tunnel for Jared Goff, that soon he'll be in there and just let him take his lumps 
and, and grow with this team. Um, Seattle's in the top 10 of preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, so Case Keenum is not a viable start for a quarterback. Not even a two-quarterback league. Forget that. The only viable uh, uh, option I like in here is um, uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, I can't go any, any further than that uh, because I, I don't believe that um, anything worth fantasy is, is uh, in, in its game on the uh, L.A. Rams side. You got anything for that, man? Oh, yeah. I definitely got something to say about these L.A. Rams. Dude, <laughs> the L.A. Rams are a disaster waiting to happen. Yep. They are a disaster waiting to happen. First of all, that guy, Jeff Fisher, yeah, hell of a coach. He is not a California type of coach, bro. He not. You don't he think so? Not. No, He used to play for, to play for USC when he was in college. I don't care. He don't coach good for the California style, man. That bro, that brother is, he is a, he is a very well defensive coordinator. He, he, his offenses always suck. And the only right. reason that they don't suck is because he had, he has always had some premier type of quarterback that right. has just been just, you know, outstanding. But mm-hmm. other than that, that dude is a blue-collar, bust-you-in-your-nose type of coach. They not going to like that in California, bro. They ain't going to play like that. They want to see some sunshine. They want to see some flash. You know what I mean? They want to see what? some pretty. It's Lipstick City, baby. Right, bro- flash and dash. going to play yep. here. Yep, yep. They want to see some flash and dash. You just took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, well, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, right now, it doesn't look too good. Good, and, and he's supposed to be getting an extension. Did talk about oh him getting God. extension? For what? Yeah, yeah. For three what? Two-year extension, something like that. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, yep. man. This dude yeah. ain't, has never won a Super Bowl. I know. Never I know. won a Super Bowl. Yep. They not gonna like I said. They not gonna go for that ten year stuff in Cali, man. Mm-hmm. He'll be lucky to get get through two or three years over there. He'll be yep. lucky if he do yep. that. They not mm-hmm. going for that out there, man. You could do that you. in Tennessee or in uh, St. Louis, but you, you ain't gonna do that here. They not gonna have it. All right, let's move on to to another game out in the desert. Uh, this is another team. NFC team that suffered a, a loss that um, is pissed off and playing his second game at home it has to be redemption game because the fact is that they lost uh, at home. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals lost to the um, New England Patriots at home with a backup quarterback and with no Ron Gronkowski and they still lost. Now they're playing a quarterback that threw four touchdowns, albeit against the Atlanta Falcons, but he threw four touchdowns and looked strong doing it. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston uh, going to come back down to earth, I think, in this game. Uh, he had a sharp passing game last, last week. 280-something yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions. We're going against a hell of a lot better defense um, and, and then um, 
the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and uh, second game on the road, I got to believe that he's going to have a down week. Uh, he may throw for about over 250 yards, but I think he's going to go and get one touchdown. I do believe that he's going to throw at least one pick in this because uh, uh, Arizona is going to be flying all over the field. Uh, Bruce Arian is not going to go for being 0-2 after this week. So I, I do believe that uh, um, the uh, skill players, Doug Martin, Charles Sims, Mike Evans, um, Vincent Jackson, uh, and company are going to suffer. Now, these guys may get double digits, but it won't be anything significant uh, for the simple fact is that the defense is going to try to shut everything that Tampa Bay wants to do down. Um, and uh, the only guy that I really like in here is uh, Mike Evans. Uh, he's the number one. Uh, him and um, um, uh, um, Jameis Winston have a good rapport re- with each other. So I, I think he gets about 12 or 13 points. I don't even think he gets into the end zone. And then uh, the running game. I think that uh, Doug Martin is the runner. For the most part, he does get, get participate in the passing game. Charles Sims is definitely a uh, not a one-trick pony, but he does more damage in the receiving end of, the, end of a running back than he does in the running. I think Doug Martin is a uh, RB2. Ooh, not even that. I think he's an R, uh, maybe a flex. Because I think he only gets – I don't even think he gets into the end zone. I think he just gets a, a, um, with a combination of um, uh, running and, and catching. Maybe, maybe 100 yards. Uh, I don't think he even gets that. Uh, on the other side of the ball, um, I think they, I think their number two pick in the draft is going to get give them some decent points. Believe it or not, this is the first time I'm mentioning a kicker in the last two weeks. Um, uh, Robert Aguayo, uh, I think they get close enough that they are able to kick some field goals for their kicker, but I don't think they get a lot of trips into the end zone. I think Arizona is pissed off. And unfortunately, Tampa Bay is going to suffer for it. On the end, the end of the ball, on the, excuse me, on the other side of the field, Tampa Bay, 26th against the quarterback, 21st against the running back, 19th against the wide receivers, and 23rd against the tight end in preventing fantasy points. So what's going to happen with a high-powered offense with got a stif- pretty much stifling defense uh, playing at home uh, and – suffered a loss the previous week. Carson Palmer throws for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. David Johnson goes for over 100, 100 yards combined, uh, five, probably five catches and, and, and a touchdown. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald gets his usually 80 to 90 yards, somewhere around there, uh, to go along with his five or six catches and a touchdown. Michael Floyd, in turn, does the same thing because he's in playing in a contract year. And players take, believe it or not, players take care of each other, especially guys that are in skilled positions, know they have to put up numbers to get paid. Carson Palmer is a, uh, a real good teammate, a real good teammate. Uh, that's one of, the, one of the quarterbacks I respect a lot is Carson Palmer. He's a, a real good teammate, and, and the guys around him have a lot of respect for him. And, and Michael Floyd's a wide receiver into the contract year, and Carson Palmer is going to make sure that he puts up some stats. And he's going to get uh, five or six catches, 80-yard mark around there, and a touchdown. Um, any any comments? 
Dude, you severely marginalized the Buccaneers, bro. Wow. I, I, I think they I get I think they get shut down, man. I think they get shut down in this game. I oh really my do. Goodness. I, yep. No, I, I don't I, I don't think they're gonna get shut down, bro. I think I mean I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a closer game than you think. That's a that's a good game. That boy Jamison Winston is the truth. That boy is all of it. He's mm-hmm. gonna get as many as fits as as uh, that defense, that secondary that uh, uh, the Cardinals have, they they're gonna give him some fits, but he's gonna give them some fits too. Cause uh, I mean the Buccaneers, they them some big receivers, man. They got some big yeah. dudes over there. Six four six five. I mean, yep. and like yeah, and like uh, Arizona. They're they secondary. They're very good, but they not that big. I mean, they not like little, but they ain't like you know they don't they don't have too many dudes over six feet. They got a couple of them, right. you know, but they don't have that mix. Man, I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I think this game gonna be closer than that. Well, I think I, it's gonna be a little bit close. It's gonna I don't be, think I think it, it, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be like a three to five point swing. Okay. Well. Like I said, I don't pick winners and losers here. I just think about fantasy, and I, oh, I don't think they. Are you picking yeah, fantasy? Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, can you pick them, pick, but. I mean, you 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 uh, you definitely want to take that boy Jameson. You want to take him, and uh, yeah, and get his receiver too, because they're gonna put some work in. They're gonna get some work in. They're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle for them, but they're gonna figure out a way to get it to get something done. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about you know them getting like shut all the way down. I, I I don't see that. I really don't see that. Unless James Wilson come come out there and throw like three picks. But if he can keep it to one to two, it's gonna be a close game. All right. Let's move on to the next game, which happens to take place in Southern California. Um, the uh, uh, much ballyhooed and much hyped up team of Jacksonville who lost at home against Green Bay travels all the way across country and I know it's a 4, 4 4.30 game or whatever and that's just like 1 o'clock game for Jacksonville but traveling all the way across country not sleeping in their own bed relatively excuse me, relatively young team playing a uh, San Diego team that uh, suffered a humiliating defeat when they had their uh, division rival on the ropes. Um, and I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, like I said, I'm not picking winners or losers here. I'm just picking what I see is in fantasy. Um, I can leave that to Mikel, who he thinks may win or lose this game. Uh, Chris Ivey is out. <laughs> Chris Ivey is out again. Uh, TJ Yeldon is going to get the, um, the work as the uh, running back. Uh, I, I would think probably Chris Ivey, just like Jamal Charles, is coming back next week. Um, I don't know what, to what capacity, but I think he'll be coming back next week because it's not a physical. As far as I know, it's not a physical injury that he had. Um, uh, but uh, we'll wait and see what the reports are in, in, in coming up, leading into week three. All right, uh, on one side, uh, this is a defense talking about San Diego that is uh, uh, not that good and can expect a lot of teams to put up points against the San Diego Chargers and quite naturally San Diego have to reciprocate. So quarterback 
in the running back position in San Diego, preventing fantasy points is 30. They're rated 30th. That's how bad they are. Seventeenth, uh, they 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 guard against the wide receiver position that much a little a little bit better the middle of the pack, and quite naturally I would say quite naturally, uh, and uh, also against the tight end position they're twenty eighth in rankings, so they're basically their their strength and it's really not a great strength is against the wide receivers. Well, guess what, people, <laughs> in Jacksonville that happens to be their strength. Uh, the uh, Law firm, and I, and I heard this before, and I really like it. The law firm of Bortles, Hearns, and Robinson are going to put up some points and some stats against the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Blake Bortles is going to throw for over 300 yards. You get him into your lineup. This is one of the ideal matchups for Blake Bortles against a defense like the San Diego Chargers. Uh, he's going to throw for a couple touchdowns. Those two touchdowns are going to go to um, Allen Robinson, who is his main go-to guy, his main wide receiver, who can who, who could possibly reach the century mark uh, with about five or six catches in this game. Um, like I said, they're weak against the tight end. So I'm thinking Julius Thomas, dealing with an ankle sprain last week, is a little bit healthier and participated fully in practice this week. It's going to get um, worked into the offense a lot more um, nice safe throws in the middle of the field, athletic um, tight end. I expect him, especially near the uh, red zone, uh, and get a visit into the end zone. Uh, Julius Thomas could possibly match, and believe it or not, could possibly match what Allen Robinson is going to do. And then picking up the pieces, whatever pieces there are, would be the other uh, person in that law firm, Allen Hearns. Um, four or five catches. 70, 80 yards. Um, it's a toss-up whether he gets into the end zone, but it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. On the other side of the ball, uh, Jacksonville, 25th against the quarterback position. Better against the running back, the number four. Uh, 26th against the uh, wide, receiver, wide receiver position. And uh, better yet, eighth against the tight end position. So they're up and down. In the passing game, for the most part, quarterback and wide receiver, they're, they're way low on the totem pole in preventing fantasy points. They're a lot better against the running back and tight end. So, do you play Phillip Rivers? Yes. Do you play Melvin Gordon? He's a running back, too, and maybe a flex. Um, I, he's one of my breakout stars this, this season is Melvin Gordon, and um, he scored two touchdowns. So for the first week, I was proven right. Let's see what he can do against a team that is better against the run than it is against the pass. And, and so I like Melvin Gordon in this anyway. Uh, I think he still gets into the end zone because I think um, San Diego is going to want to run a run football, even though they do have weapons. Even though they lost Keenan Allen, I'm going to give you another sleeper. I'm going to give you another waiver wire pickup as we go along, and this is another one. Tyrell Williams. Now, I know that some talk about – uh, Dontrell Edmond, Tyrell Williams is more is closer to uh, Keenan Allen than Dontrell Edmond. Um, Philip Rivers has been talking them up. Um, I think this kid's going to get a big share of the load, uh, and uh, it's going to surprise some people. Not surprise me because I'm telling you right now, I like Tyrell Williams 
if you don't play them because you're not sure about them, put them on your bench and then see what happens. But I, but, uh, I think I'll be proven right. Hopefully I'll be proven right. Let me put it that way. And then quite naturally, you play Antonio Gates. Grizzle veteran, always been a favorite target of um, um, Philip Rivers. I know the Jacksonville Jaguars are number eight in preventing fantasy points against a tight end. But we're talking about a Hall of Fame caliber type tight end. So you got to play him, okay? You play Antonio Gates. Talk to me, man. Cal, you there? Yeah, I'm right. here. What did you okay. say, sir? I'm sorry. Who do you like between San Diego and uh, Jacksonville? Ooh, San Diego. Jacksonville's a mess until they show me better. Okay. I, I, I have to agree with you, man. I, I mean, uh, a lot of people are pumping up Jacksonville saying that they're uh, um, going to do a lot of good things. I Show me first exactly what you said. Show me first that you are well, able to David, up. Go ahead. Slim, they've been pumping. They've been pumping up Jacksonville ever since they had Mark Brunel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Mark Brunel, Jimmy Smith, and Fred Taylor. They've been mm-hmm. pumping them up since then. I ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> okay. I hear you. All oh right, here we go. Here we go. Next game. This is going to be an interesting game. All right, interesting game. Um, Atlanta got torched by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Now they go. They, there's another team that from the East Coast traveling all the way over to the Bay Area in Oakland to visit the Oakland Raiders, who uh, picked up a win against the New Orleans Saints last week, and and, and uh, um, put up some nice numbers when they did it. Uh, Matt Ryan put up some decent numbers. Do you play Matt Ryan here? I think, it, uh, you know, Matt Ryan is one of those quarterbacks that, that uh, uh, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get good, good Matt or Matty Ice. Uh, uh, you'll get Matty Ice or, or uh, Matty Melt. Let me put it that way. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, um, so I would say I wait. I wouldn't play Matt Ryan. I, he may throw for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, but he, he'll do it on my bench or on the waiver wire. I wouldn't play him um, because I, I know that he's got Julio Jones. I know he's got Mohamed Sanu. And I know that uh, the Oakland Raiders are 32nd in both categories in preventing points in the quarterback and wide receiver position. But I'll play – and I know this doesn't make sense. Why would you – if you would say go, go play the wide receivers, why wouldn't you want to play the quarterback? Because I can't trust the quarterback because the quarterback is very mistake-prone. Even though he does make good plays, he's also mistake-prone, and they can take away from you, either fumbling the football or throwing interceptions. That's why I can't uh, um, play Matt Ryan. But I can play Julio Jones. I mean, there's no two ways about it. You're going to play Julio. Um, unless he's hurt, then you, you're going to have him in your lineup. Mohamed Sanu, he's a wide receiver 3-4. Uh, that's the only way I would play him is in a wide receiver 3-4 position. And, and then they're going to have a timeshare in Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. Pick your poison. You don't know who's going to have the best game. 
Um, you don't know if it's Devontae Freeman or you don't know if it's Kevin Coleman. I would, I you know, the general preference because of what Devontae Freeman did last week, last season, is to play Devontae Freeman and, and Kevin Coleman pick up the pieces. So if, if push comes to shove, I would play Devontae Freeman. But I know, I know people who have Devontae Freeman on one team and are playing that, and others who have Kevin Coleman and they're playing Kevin Coleman also. So, and I can understand that. Let's go on to the other side, where Atlanta is 29th and 24th. Before I go to, before I go to, to the last two or three games, let me uh, say this, people. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is where I'll be next week uh, doing the same thing as I do this week. Uh, fantasy um, players, studs and studs, and, and um, picking sleepers and waiver wire pickups. Uh, anyway, tune in next week. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be going into overtime in about a half a minute, but I just want to get that out there. Also, tune in at uh, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the, for the FSB Cruise Show, which is on Thursday night. And uh, Saturday, 1, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Vic and I, uh, host and co-host, will be doing the FSP show. Um, all good shows all have a different, different platform, um, but this one is strictly fantasy. And we got a two, three more games that we're going to be going to overtime and to finish them. All right. Like I said, we are in overtime as we speak right now. Um, as I said, Atlanta is 29th and 24th uh, in preventing fantasy points in the quarterback and running back position, and tight end is 30th. The best position that they prevent fantasy points is the wide receiver position. Unfortunately, I am not, unfortunately, I'm not, or whatever way you want to say it, benching Julio, I mean, uh, Amari Cooper or um, Michael Crabtree. I think both these guys hit the century mark and get into the end zone. And, and the tight end, Clive Walford, I, I'm giving you all these things, I'm giving you alternatives for Ron Gronkowski. Uh, I've named at least a handful of viable tight ends that you can use in ideal situations that you can replace Rob Gronkowski with. And Clive Walford is, is probably one of the best ones because of the fact is um, uh, the Atlanta Falcons don't guard uh, against the tight end position that well. Uh, Latavius Murray, it, you saw what uh, uh, Doug Martin and company did against the Atlanta Falcons. I can't see a reason why at home. In a home opener, the uh, Oakland Raiders, feeling so good about themselves on the win that they had last week in New Orleans, are not going to be able to run the football. So I like Latavius Murray, and I really like uh, Derek Carr. You didn't listen to me when I said Atlanta is 29th and 24th preventing fantasy points against the quarterback and running back position. Those two guys should be able to flourish. Um, and I'll, and, I, and uh, I, I'll Go over to uh, Mikhail and what you thought about Oakland uh, and um, Atlanta. Oakland and Atlanta. Um, it's a lot. It's, there's a lot. There's a lot of publicity coming out about quarterback for Oakland. You know, he's supposed to be supposed to be something something special. Oh yeah. I haven't really had the time. To, I haven't really had the time to check him out. But from the highlights, he looks pretty smooth. Um, I like your comment, Maddie Melt or Maddie Ice. That's beautiful. 
don't know who you get. You're so right. You don't know who you getting with him. So yep. that game to me is a toss up. I'm a I'm a lean towards the Raiders though. Okay. All right, let's get to the uh, last game on Sunday, the 8:30 game. Um, this is, I, I, I should say this, opposite the track, for the simple reason is this: uh, the Indianapolis Colts have a big time quarterback. The Denver Broncos have a uh, a question mark at quarterback, even though he played well the first game. The Indianapolis Colts have no defense. And the Denver Broncos have one of the best, if not the best, defense in the NFL. Opposites attract. The Denver Broncos are hosting the Indianapolis Colts on 8.30 tonight. Wait a minute, not 8.30. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, 4, four o'clock. I'm sorry. 4 o'clock tonight. That's not, not, not the last game. Last game is Green Bay, Green Bay at Minnesota. I am going ahead myself here. Anyway, um, uh, I don't know, man. This is this is a tough game in fantasy for me. Uh, I, I I do believe that the Indianapolis Colts, because of their lack of defense, and it amazes me. And I keep on saying this every time I it just just hits me with Indianapolis Colts that they have a quarterback that they do that they don't give him uh, a defense to play with, and they didn't really address anything in the off season, uh, so to speak, or in a draft to uh, strengthen that defense. So the offense is a – it's very friendly to fantasy football. I mean, I, I don't know if the GM or the coach play fantasy football and think, well, if we don't play any – if we don't have any defense, all our skill players that matter <laughs> are, are, going, are going to be fantasy fantasy relevant because – they got Andrew Luck who's throwing the football all over the place. He's going to throw for about 252, 60 yards and a couple of touchdowns. They got Dante Moncrief and T.Y. Hilton. Now they're going up against the, the, uh, one of the best no-fly zone is what they call these guys in the uh, um, defensive backfield of uh, 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 Denver. Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris, one of the two top um, DBs in all of football. Uh, and these guys – uh, no joke. And uh, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and, and uh, a little bit of sprinkle of Philip DeSette are going to have to deal with that. Now, I like, and I told earlier, uh, not uh, not uh, um, McCall, but I told you, my listeners earlier that I really like Dante Moncrief to be uh, uh, to break out this year. So I think Dante Moncrief is going to have the best uh, um, results from the wide receiver position over T.Y. Hilton. Uh, and I think he gets a trip into the end zone. Now, this is one of these teams, and, and for whatever reason, and maybe it's because of the linebackers stiffing the hips or whatever, or, or the safeties really, really can't cover a tight end. But Denver is one, uh, number three in the running back, and number eight in a wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. But against the quarterback, the 24. Against the tight end, the 25 in preventing fantasy points. So what's that tell you? That Dwayne Allen should have a very good day today. He should have a very good day, and Andrew Luck should have a very good day throwing to his tight end. Safe throws, not as a, a throw thrown to the tight end in the middle of the field. So I, do, I like Dwayne Allen a lot in this game. 
Uh, and I, in my my opinion, he's a touch t- uh, tight end one in this game. Uh, I don't like the running game at all. Frank Gore is one of the older backs and, and lost a step or two. I don't like him in this game at, at all. Uh, I don't think he really does too much. Uh, and uh, I, that's another thing I don't can't understand why the um, Indianapolis Colts haven't addressed that at all, really, to, so to speak. I'm, th- I'm honestly thinking that the hierarchy or whoever, maybe the owner, plays fantasy fantasy football, and the hell with the offense. I mean, the hell with the defense. Let's, let's just load up on offensive players because because it, it it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This is probably one of the only teams, other than some bad teams, that has a big time quarterback with with receivers that are capable, including the tight end, and really don't don't doesn't have any makings of a, in my opinion, a professional football defense. Makes no sense to me. And 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 and, and it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be playoff contenders or division uh, champ contenders. I, I I can't see it. Anyway, on the other side of the ball, uh, C.J. Anderson showed out last week. He's going to show out this week. There's no two ways about it. I don't even have to tell you to play C.J. Anderson. Um, Demarius Thomas is dealing with a hip issue. Um, he's, expect, he's expected to play, but he may be on a snap count, and he may not even last the whole game. That's how bad it is uh, with him. Uh, it's supposed to be... Both be a game time decision. So, so who who who's the play here? Emmanuel Sanders, who looked like he had a rapport with Trevor's Trevor Simeon throughout the preseason, and it carried over into the first game of the of the regular season. That's how I see it. And then any the other one, if you don't have an alternative uh, uh, wide receiver that's that's uh, uh, viable, then Virgil Green, who's been talked up uh, week in and week out. Uh, in the preseason and leading up to the first game and now to the second game is another viable um, option to go with because Indianapolis 27th preventing fantasy points from the tight end position. So all I got to say is this, there's going to be fantasy points to be played and and, and I'm, and I'm telling you the, the players that you should have, if you don't have them, unfortunately, uh, but the ones you, that those that do, that do have them should play these players. What's your thoughts on the game it, itself? What the Green Bay, Minnesota? No, no. Um, Indianapolis, Denver. Oh, Indianapolis, Denver gonna spank them, man. They gonna spank them. They gonna go upside Andrew Luck head. He'll be lucky to come out of there without an injury. Um, you know that. Defense, you, you know what they're thinking is, right? They're thinking is that, you know, Pagano is the defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea is for him to coach up the defense. So they stack the offense and, and he's got to coach up the defense. You know, that that's 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 the thinking. It's not going to work. You know, we're, we're growing more so into a talent-based league in the NFL. You've got to have talent. Yep. You gotta have a certain amount of talent, man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. you know that that whole fortitude, and I think I can, and I wish I can, and I know I can. That that ain't gonna work in this NFL. Yeah. Which is why I'm gonna say again, cousins suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, just 
just tell me how, really how you feel about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me go to the last game. Now this is the last game on Sunday night. It's the it, and it's a great game uh, and a very interesting game uh, because it's two division rivals. One won the uh, division last year, and the other one was in a wild card. Um, the Green Bay Packers visiting the Minnesota Vikings, who are opening their brand new, spanking new. Uh, state-of-the-art stadium, the only stadium, new stadium opening in the uh, NFL this year, um, with Sam Bradford as the starting quarterback. Yes, I said, people, Sam Bradford, who was with the uh, uh, Eagles and got traded to the uh, Minnesota Vikings, falls into that proverbial uh, manure. And, but but I'm telling telling you, I'm saying it lightly. But he he falls into the proverbial manure right now, uh, with a great defense, a great Hall of Fame type of running back, and some very capable uh, options in the re- wide receiver position. Now, not I'm not saying they're uh, Hall of Fame type wide receivers, but they're very capable of um, doing their jobs. Uh, as long as the quarterback is able to get the football to him. And Sam Bradford is in the best position he could possibly be. Let me put it that way, in my opinion. Uh, Great defense and a great running game. Come on. Uh, What quarterback wouldn't want that? That makes them job that that should make their job that much easier. So let's go to the uh, Green Bay side of the ball first. You play Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers didn't have that uh, – uh, good, uh, good a game against the Minnesota Vikings. He only ran for, uh, excuse me, he only threw for 212 yards, but he did have two touchdowns in Minnesota last year. But that's in a different environment. They played outside last year. Now they're playing inside the dome. It makes a, it makes a difference. Um, but who, who, where will it make a difference? Whether for Minnesota or uh, um, Green Bay, will we have yet to see? Uh, you play Eddie Lacy. Uh, I know this is a defense that is 25th preventing fantasy points against the running back position, 23rd in the quarterback position. Their strength is in the passing game preventing fantasy points. They're ninth against the wide receiver, 13th against the tight end. So you play Eddie Lacy because I think Eddie Lacy it, it ran well, pretty well last, last week, um, and I think he'll be doing the same uh, this week uh, with a game under his belt, playing inside ideal conditions. Uh, not playing in the high, hot heat and humidity that was in uh, in Florida when they played in Jacksonville last. Uh, now you play uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, most people are going to gravitate to Jordy Nelson. He's still working his way back. I still think he has a decent game. Um, but like I said, top 10 in, in, in the uh, passing uh, game is Minnesota's strength. So I think that the even though that I think Randall Cobb gets into the end zone, Unfortunately for those Jordy Nelson owners, and I'm one of them, I don't think he gets into the end zone uh, in this one. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Sam Bradford, he's going to be handing the ball off a lot to Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson didn't have a game uh, worth talking about last week. 19 carries for 31 yards. Do you think that was because they, they didn't respect Sean Hill? And um, they stacked the box? I think so. So I think Adrian Peterson, because um, uh, Sam Bradford's a, a better 
passer than Sean Hill and can get the deep ball versus Sean Hill's pop gun arm. I think uh, um, in short order, uh, Minnesota is going to change their philosophy of trying to stack the box against Adrian Peterson, even though that's what Minnesota wants to do. But Sam Bradford's going to try to stretch the field with Stephon Diggs, Charles Johnson, uh, and Kyle Rudolph. Uh, I think Adrian gets into the end zone. I like Kyle Rudolph in this. Like I said, um, Green Bay. I, not, not like I said, but Green Bay is 31st in preventing points against the tight end position. They're better than middle of the pack. In fact, they're exactly middle of the pack, 16th in, in, against the quarterback, 9th against the running back, and 11th against the wide receiver. But I still like the um, um, Kyle Rudolph to get into the end zone and the Stephon Diggs to get the majority of the touches or opportunities, I should say, at targets. And you get, get about a half a dozen catches close to that century mark. Um, talk to me, Mikel. Who you like to win this game? Oh, Mikel's not there anymore. He left, which is all right. Uh, we can deal with that. He had uh, prior engagement. Um, so we'll go right to the Philly and Chicago game, which is Monday night. Monday night, Philly and Chicago. How good can this game be? Both these teams are uh, um, have issues. Zach Ertz is out. Their number one running back is out. I mean, on, on tight end is out. Carson Wentz had a uh, very good game last week against uh, um, the Cleveland Browns. Now he, he goes to Chicago and uh, see what he can do there. I see him throwing for about 250 yards, somewhere around there, and a score. I see Ryan Matthews going against a, a, a defense that is middle of the pack overall. He gets the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and tight end. Middle of the pack. But I see Ryan Matthews getting uh, 60, 70 yards and getting a trip into the end zone. Darren Sproles, in his uh, change of pace role, in the receiving role, I think he gets into the uh, uh, double digits. Both these guys um, are can be used in PPR, but Darren Sproles is, is the PPR machine here. Um, seems like Carson Wentz uh, has an affinity for Jordan Matthews, and rightly so. And I see Jordan Matthews uh, having a big game here. Six catches, 80, 90 yards, and a trip into the end zone. And uh, maybe, maybe we see Nelson Aguilar, which I can't see. But Jordan Matthews, in my opinion, is definitely a flex. And it trended to me as a wide receiver, too, in my opinion. He's trended to me as a wide receiver, too, with no doubt. Because uh, Carson Wentz is going to be looking for him early and often. And with that, targets equal opportunities. And then opportunities equals um, uh, catches, in my opinion. So, uh, let's move on to the Chicago and, and Jay Cutler and company. Uh, I like uh, the fact is that Chicago is better against the quarterback. They're number five in, in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback. Fifth against the running back. Number two and number one against the wide receiver and tight end position in preventing fantasy points. So they're vulnerable against the running back. And uh, I'm talking about Philly. Is vulnerable. Did I say Chicago? I'm at Philly uh, in all those numbers. Is vulnerable against the running back versus 
um, the quarterback and and, and, uh, receiving positions and the wide receiver and tight end. So I really like Jeremy Lankford in here to get hit hit the century mark and get a trip into the end zone. Now you got to play Alshon Jeffrey. Um, You got to play Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, As long as he's healthy, he is a big target for uh, Jay Cutler. Uh, I think he'd get into five catches, four to five catches. He's hitting a century mark. I think he easily gets to that and he gets a trip into the end zone. Um, Kevin White, from what I understand, is is, uh, still inconsistent. This is really his first year. He was hurt last year as a rookie. Didn't play all last year. This This still is his first year. So, I like uh, Eddie Royal. There's another one for you. Hello, Eddie Royal. Three or four catches, and I think he gets into the end zone here. I think because the fact is, that's the weakness. That's not a weakness, but I think that uh, um, uh, the emphasis is going to be on Ashan Jeffrey, that Eddie Royal is going to be able to – reap the rewards of that and also get a touchdown pass for that. Don't like Zach Miller. Uh, not this week, not against a team that is, is uh, number one against a tight end position. So I, I go in a different route. Okay. That be it. That is it. I gave you some guys to pick up, gave you some guys that I thought would be studs, some guys I thought would be duds, some guys that I thought would be uh, sleepers in here. And um, more to come as the weeks come on and and more players emerge as I see it. Tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with me. And I'm JT, a.k.a. the Master and the Master Plan, as as we know. We'll be back, as always, on Sunday, 10 a.m. Till then, remember who I am and good luck in your fantasy matchups. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.